KXNO. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. Right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Now on 106.3 FM, we welcome you to the program uh, here today. A lot of college basketball conversation, as one would expect after we come out of a terrific weekend in college basketball, a carnage-laden weekend, especially in the top. I have no idea, Trent, what's going to happen uh, once we get into uh, March Madness, which is going to be here before we know it. Three weeks from yesterday would have been three weeks, two weeks, three weeks from yesterday. Two weeks from yesterday would have been Selection Sunday. Yes, yeah, 13 days away. We got Arch Madness this week. Mid-majors get going, and away we go. Absolutely. It's a wonderful time of year. It's still, to me, the second best month, but this is going to be a fun month nonetheless, wherever you rank it as far as your best month on the sports calendar. For me, October, for a lot of people, March, and I certainly understand that. All right, we're going to get, uh, here's the guest list today, the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Alex Halstead on Iowa State uh, at the bottom of the hour. Senior day for the clones tomorrow. They take on a reeling West Virginia team who... Don't look now. Um, could find themselves in the playing game uh, in Kansas City. It's not without the realm of possibility that they're opening the tournament on Wednesday night. Are they just helping everybody else in the Big 12 and get wins for them? And Oh, boy. Trent, the weekend in the Big 12, I'm not sure. I mean, Baylor goes down to TCU. Uh-huh. West Virginia, as I mentioned, they got throttled by Oklahoma. At home. At home. Don't look now. Texas is on a roll, and Shaka Smart isn't going anywhere. They throttle Texas Tech, and Texas has a couple of basketball games uh, remaining. They've got a chance to get in the tournament. They really do. At Oklahoma and then home to Oklahoma State, I don't think Shelby Mast, who will join us tomorrow, I'm anxious to get his take on them. I thought Minnesota yesterday might be clawing their way back into a tuba boy. They find ways to lose, yes, don't do. they? But to the Big 12, just another crazy weekend. So we'll talk to Alex Halstead at the bottom of the hour. I should alert you Cyclone fans out there that after Alex, we're going to give one of our listeners a chance. Uh, well, we're just going to give you tickets is what we've got. We've got a four-pack of tickets to tomorrow's game. We'll do it at about 10.50-ish. Just uh, for the asking, we'll uh, take caller number one and give you four tickets. But you've got to come down here and get them. Twenty-one forty-one grand. You've got to be able to go tomorrow night. It's an eight o'clock tip. Uh, but we'll give a Cyclone fan out there that um, doesn't have the opportunity to go, perhaps uh, four tickets to tomorrow's game. But that'll be coming up here at about uh, ten fifty or thereabouts. Eleven o'clock. We got a newbie coming on to the showground, Bobby Regan. Yeah, Briggs uh, used to have him on. Me and Brinson would have him on from time okay. to time, talking college basketball. From where? Barstool Sports, you told me. Barstool Sports. I'm not a huge fan overall of their of product. Of Bobby or of Barstool? Of Barstool, but I do enjoy Bobby. Bobby, is, uh, he's on the podcast every week with Doster. Doster's podcast with NBC Sports, so really so got to listen to him. that's the other voice. That's the other voice. He's gotcha. the guy, both on, they do the overreaction podcast on Monday, yep. and then the Friday podcast, getting ready for the weekend, and they usually make it towards gambling, that side of things, too. So always a good conversation. And since Doster big-timed us now, yeah. now he's doing TV with Stadium. He can't do Mondays anymore, so 
We'll go. We'll go with option B. A pretty good one though. And Bobby Regan. I'm uh, looking forward to talking to him because I know he covers the NBA draft as well. Oh, yes. So there's a couple of guys that want to pick his brain on, and we will do that. Of course, one at Iowa State and Halliburton, and maybe I guess Garza, who's he's the player of the year. Mm-hmm. He's not very many of those guys come back uh, for their final year or whatever year that they've got. So we'll we'll do that coming up at eleven, and then Scott Darkerman, who was in Indianapolis this past weekend, uh, we'll pick his brain on the Hawks that went through the drills in Indianapolis and some basketball conversation as well as the Hawks pick off uh, Penn State. Boy, C.J. Frederick, what a difference this kid makes, Trent. I I mean, nobody saw this coming, right? No, no. We thought he might be okay, but we weren't really sure. But the impact that he has on this team shouldn't be lost on anybody. He is a great shooter. We know that. I mean, the numbers are pretty easy to see. Shooting 47% from three on the year. That's 10th in the country by the way, Hmm. at 46.8%. But it's more than that. He's not just a shooter. We've seen guys that have been kind of labeled a shooter come into Iowa under McCaffrey, and they either struggled with their shot, or that's all they can do. There's more to his game. Oh, God, yeah. He can play defense on the other end. He's got wiggles. He can get to the rim and finish, even though he's not a huge guy by any means. He has. There's more to him than that, and... He fits along with the rest of this crew. Mm. He likes to jaw, too. He'll, he'll be talking yes, out he there. Does. He's got something to say. And that's the difference with they this team. they got some swag, Trent. They don't back down. Nope. They, they don't, in a bad moment, when things are going poorly, you give up eight straight with four minutes to go to Minnesota on the road. We're not going to duck our tail between our legs and mm. run back. No, we're going to come back and win this game. This team has done this. Michigan State comes back and takes the lead. They didn't wilt. They didn't collapse. They didn't win the game. But ultimately, that is the biggest difference with this team. Is it the most talented Iowa team? No. In, in terms of next-level prospects, that kind of thing? No, it's not, especially because those teams were deeper and had more options than this one. But that swagger, that toughness, Pencil's coming in there doing oh his my. thing. Creener's blowing kisses. Yes. Oh, Creener, that guy's great. Have you seen the meme? It's just a picture of him, and it says, you just got beat by Ryan Creener. I, I, I don't know. what For whatever reason, it makes me chuckle every single time <laughs> with his goofy side part, and he's out there doing his thing. This is a fun team. They really are an entertaining team to no, watch. No doubt about it. You can say that about a lot of teams in the Big Ten. Uh, yesterday, it's all I did was watch one Big Ten game after another was in heaven. I just, you even watched the Northwestern Nebraska I game? Did, no, I did. No, I didn't stay with it as intently as okay. I did the it, other it, ones. You didn't watch all 45 minutes no, of it? Good. No, it went to overtime, but I was that gonna, was torture. We were going to have to have an intervention if you did <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, but I, I watched more of it than I thought that I would. But, but regardless of, of that, uh, you know, just uh, watching Luca Garza do his thing, um, McCaffrey's McCaffrey, mm-hmm. night in and night out. Toussaint was good. He had a couple of, and as he always, you know, maybe you know, I'm not thinking of the other game. He didn't have that many turnovers in this game. Maybe one was more egregious than the other, and that's what I'm thinking of. But uh, uh, there's so many reasons to like this team. So many reasons. Pemsel's first half of the basketball game was unbelievable. Uh, Joe Wieskamp, who's still, there's more there, Trent. There has yeah. to be. There has to be. He doesn't look right. No, he doesn't. It's a shot. I don't know what it is. He just doesn't look right for whatever reason. And, uh, boy, when when uh, Garza got going, it was uh, it was all over at that point. Toussaint. Um, Dishing out assists. What do you have? Eight. Eight. Eight to one. Eight to one. uh, Not bad. Assist to turnover ratio. You will take that out of your freshman Yeah, I'll say. And uh, the first half, Wieskamp and Garza combined to go five of 22. Three of 16 out of Garza. Mm. They're still up a point. Mm -hmm. He finished with 25 and 17. (laughs) He came back in a big way. Four blocks. Seven out of nine, I think, in the second half as he was shooting. and. He difficult matchup for him. Watkins, really smart defender. Well, and, yes, and he saw it two different times. And a man, yes, yes, <laughs> and he looks it. Yeah, no doubt about it. But 
the the patent in Garza dip the shoulder, mm-hmm. get him off balance, then go up and you get that separation, the baby hook. Watkins just went up with him both times and blocked the shot right back at him. He was not able to get the space that he normally does in the game, but he was outstanding in the second half, put the team on his back for a while as they gained control of that one. And and Cywick team keeps rolling, but because of the way the Big Ten has played out, because of Bonkers, Wisconsin, they basically, there is a path for them to beat Purdue, lose to Illinois, and still get a double bye, but it's not very likely. They're going to have to win these next two games more than likely to get the double bye. We, we should do that exercise we did on Friday yes. again, tomorrow yeah. maybe, after yep. after we've, uh, yeah, maybe in the first segment we'll do that because we've got very little to opine about tomorrow morning when we rejoin at uh, at, at 10 o'clock. That'll be fun. I'm anxious to do that because I'm, I'm convinced West Virginia's got a... Um, is going to see their season end up in Kansas City on Wednesday night, which is crazy to think. They lose where out. They were they in trouble? I th- was. I, I don't think that's crazy to think. I don't think it's crazy to think that they can lose out. No, it's, it's certainly not a stretch after what we saw. I mean, to lose lose to Oklahoma, that's one thing. Lose on your home floor, that's, but lose by twenty. They're never in the basketball game. They were just absolutely manhandled. And this was that for one. the longest time when we knew Kansas and Baylor, but then we most people had at the top of that next tier was West Virginia. For mm-hmm. a while, they were the standalone team. They were the yes. only team. Ah, Texas Tech's going to be better. They'll figure it out. Well, for a little while, they figured it out. Now they've lost it again. Texas is the team with the arrow beside their name, I think. And I'm not sure. And with all the injuries. And with all the injuries. Shaka Smart is saving his job. Yes. There's, there's, there's no doubt. Right. He's recruited well, but mm-hmm. and maybe because of those injuries and these guys have to dig a little bit maybe. deeper, they know they're going to get their minutes. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be looking over your shoulder every single time because... It's a nine or ten man rotation. It's a similar conversation we've had with some past Iowa teams that were too deep. Right. McCaffrey was trying to keep everybody healthy and trying to play and nine, happy. ten, eleven guys. Didn't work. It didn't work because you weren't getting that continuous minutes. You know you were if you made one mistake, you were going to be pulled. That's not the case here. And you're seeing it with no fevers, with no who's the other guy? Uh big guy. Sims. Sims. Are both out? Well. There's nobody else. I can go out there and just play loose. Mm-hmm. They're down double digits against Texas Tech. Doesn't matter. They came roaring back. I did not see that one. I, I didn't. I, I did not. I uh, I struggled to watch Oklahoma State and Iowa State. Uh, it's just, Trent, it's just, oof. yeah. it's the first time in a long time. This Iowa State team is tough to watch. It really is. I mean, that's your spoiler for, for, mm-hmm. for so many years, right? And now when you get one of these, it's just tough to watch. Bolton was good. Jacobson was Jacobson, um, Solomon Young was, I mean, I, I, it's just tough to watch. There was only one guy in the starting lineup with an offensive rating better than average, which is 100. That was which Michael was, Jacobson. Was he, had, he was a 113, which mm-hmm. is okay. But outside of that... Yeah, I thought he played decent. Bolton a 91, 78 for Jackson, 61 for Prentice Nixon, Solomon. And his calling card right. was defense, as we think back to the preseason, right? Right, yeah. Well, good thing it wasn't offense. No, it's... Um, well, hopefully, look, a senior night tomorrow night, they're going to say goodbye to a couple of kids, a couple of transfers uh, that have played out the string at uh, at Iowa State, uh, at Jacobson and Nixon, who we just referred to. So, um, you know, West Virginia's in town. They were ranked last week. They won't be as when the rankings come out today. I'd be shocked if they were. But another opportunity for the fan base if they can't make it down to Kansas City and see them on Wednesday night, because it sure seems like, Trent, they've got two games this week and one game on Wednesday. And I guess they can win because sure. they're going to be playing a team that, like, like them has had a disappointing year, but it's just tough to watch. And they'll have an advantage in terms of fans. They'll have well, will they? Though, yes, I mean, they will. They still will. 
people that this is part of their. But they're not used to going on Wednesday, yeah, Trent. If they've they done book a vacation. They've taken off Thursday. They've done it before, though, and they will be there. Not in the sheer numbers and volume that we've seen in the past, but people are still going to make it there. People still be there. It's Wednesday evening too. Yeah. It's not like they play at noon, so they'll be okay. Maybe take a half day and uh, mm-hmm. add an extra little bit to the vacation. But Cyclone fans were used to not having to spend their money in December over the last few, but prior to the Campbell era, it's true right? Too yes. Uh, the disposable Iowa State sports postseason income is now you, you cut into that one because bowl season. I, I'm really rooting for Iowa State just because I want to see what happens with this West Virginia team if they go into the tank like it looks like they do and don't win another game. Because we have heard that the NCAA committee no longer considers yeah, how they're playing at the end the last ten right. games. Well, we have a team in the state Iowa. Here's first Exhibit team. A. Yes, Fran McCaffrey's team. Yes, they limped into the finish that first year. They what lost to Northwestern in the Big Ten tournament, who was awful, and I think lost seven out of eight going into it. But you look at their overall resume, that team should not have been shipped to Dayton. If you believe what they tell you, that your final 10 games, final 12 games, whatever metric it is, is no longer viable. Same thing with West Virginia. Their computer numbers are still great. Their overall resume is still great. West Virginia, 21st in the net I don't here get it. this morning. How about this? At Kempom? Still 14th Jeez. in the country because, again, they don't look, look at what the time is played. It is your mm-hmm. overall body of work, your all overall resume. And for West Virginia, Shouldn't it is better February than lead, uh, mean a little more? I think so. I do, too. I, I think it has to be at least something. Did they rely on it too much? Would that be the consideration? Because it is, yes, your full 31-game te- resume that you're putting up as opposed to the last 10 I would like to see them lean on it a little Trent, bit. Trent, I hope they stay in the 8-9 line. I don't want this team to be rewarded with an 11. Right. <laughs> because you'd much yeah, rather yeah. be there, right? Uh, anyways. They don't have guards. No. Uh, that's uh, that's tomorrow night. Again, we've got four tickets. We'll give those away in about a half an hour, 40 minutes, uh, to the Iowa State-West Virginia game tomorrow night. All right. You were at the Knapp Center. The place mm-hmm. was banged out. First sellout in 11 years. That surprised me a little wow, bit. I, I guess I didn't realize that either. Said it a couple of times on the broadcast. Kevin Lehman and some other dude had the uh, uh, had the broadcast of that game. That wasn't my biggest takeaway. My biggest takeaway from that game was, oh my God, Northern Iowa. And look, Jacobson has been known throughout his career. He's going to have a really good defensive ball club, right? Yep. And maybe that defense wasn't on display throughout the entire season, but Saturday afternoon, early evening uh, at the nap, my God, they shut down Drake Trent. That's a season low forty three points for the Bulldogs this past uh, this past Saturday in Northern Iowa. Again, Green was good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. I mean, he didn't make a three. When was the last time AJ Green was zero for five or zero for anything from beyond the three point line? Um, but Fife was five. And uh, Halderman, and of course Brown was unbelievable. Carter's the kid. We I talked about him with uh, with Jacobson when we had him last week. It was a Friday, mm-hmm. and Noah Carter for a freshman. They got something there in this kid. You know, it's really funny. I remember his high school career when he made his way to the state tournament and seeing him for the first time. I knew he was at the time a top two hundred type national kid, and he had some mid major offers. But was Iowa? Was Iowa State? Were they going to be involved with him? Well, at the time, as a high school, I think he was a sophomore. He was 6'5". Well, if he gets to 6'8", yeah, you can see something. If he stays at 6'5", though, he'll be a mid-major player. Mm -hmm. He stayed at 6'5". But you see the talent that is there. And another guy that isn't afraid of the moment, he's right there. He is out there in a big spot. He's going to come in and do his thing. And that's take shots from the outside, and that's mix it up inside. And he's given up to Liam Robinson seven inches. 
Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, for sure. And he's just pushing him around, and he's he's going to be a fun player. That well, he's freshman got some class, thickness to him. He sure. does, yes. That freshman class, they're redshirting a couple of kids. The kid I told you from Oskaloosa mm-hmm. that I really like, Cole Henry, he's redshirting this year. Jacobson, it's not just this squad here. A, this isn't a real old squad by any means. No, in terms look of at experience. the sophomores on this team. Then you couple it with that freshman class and three of the guys that are redshirting this year. Future very bright for Ben Jacobson. I brought up the possibility of the Minnesota job. You said, does he want to leave? Maybe not with what well, he's, he's built. Yeah, he's, he's got a really terrific team coming back. Uh, no doubt about it. So do you know, did they go back to the McLeod and cut the nets down because they didn't at the Knapp Center? Nope, nope. Not gonna they, cut they down. Didn't, they're not going to cut them down. There's work to be done. Okay. Well, there is. I like it. Yep, there is. They play at noon on Friday for sure. They're locked into that game noon on Friday. They could see Drake again. Yes, winner Drake, of Drake, Illinois State. All right, Drake wins on Thursday night, and they're going to get the Panthers at noon. Um, and, I, and I have to think, if that's what we get, Drake's gonna, Drake will be better. Oh, yes. Drake yeah. will be better than they were. It'll Murphy be closer to out. the first game that we saw as opposed to what we saw on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Jackson couldn't make a shot. So tell me about the atmosphere. You were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it certainly sounded good on TV. A lot of Panther fans. There were a lot of, and the and the Panther fans. You could clearly hear them more in the second half mm-hmm. as the game got out of hand. I mean, they seemed to take us. I think maybe it was Lame, and one of them said that they opened up the doors and let in about the Panther fans for the final <laughs> twenty minutes. They were they were loud early on. Every time that the U and I chant would break out, the Drake students would then drown it out or reply with because it's the U and I clap, mm-hmm. and during the clap they would yell sucks. Sucks. Right. Yeah, of course. Right. It didn't happen as much in the second half, and especially as that lead started to build. But it was really fun. It really it was my first time being to the Nap Center this year. Should have made it more often. Mm-hmm. They're doing a really good job of building everything there, and you want to see Des Moines team get more people yeah, out there. It's absolutely. a good product. MVC basketball. You've seen more of it than you've seen in years. Mm-hmm. I watched I, a ton of it. It's a good product. Right? I'm entertained. It's mm-hmm. defensive. Penn was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought Penn, was Penn the best bulldog for you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Robin struggled. Yep. It was definitely him. Sturts had a couple of moments, but he never forces things to. Sturts or Penn? Sturts. Right. You wonder, going forward, give him the green light a little bit more mm-hmm. when we had DeVries on last Be week. Be more of a selfish player? Because it, and Cause he can shoot, clearly. He, he can really shoot, and he's one of the most efficient offensive players in the country. Uh-huh. Guys like that. I'm rooting for that game, uh, Trent. I, I want to see Drake, yeah. you and I again. I do. It's either Illinois State or Drake's going to play, as you mentioned. That's the 6 o'clock game those two teams play. Uh, yes, and then they come back. The winner will come back at, at noon. noon. Right, noon. Uh, the The later game is 8.30, and they don't come back until 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock against that. Loyola. So, uh, like you mentioned, conference play coming up this weekend. But the nap was banged out. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have a beer? Were the beer lines long? No, much better than they were a Is year ago. Right? Yeah, got in, got out. I, I went out after the under-12 timeout in the first half and went right downstairs, grabbed it. The line was 10 people deep, maybe, and they had like five registers set up. You just strolled your way through, got your had to have your ID checked before you went into the line. For everybody? Yep, yep. So the regardless, first time, and then you get a wristband okay. if you want to come eh, back for a second. Idea. You know what? That's the way to do it. Yep, and it, it moved very quickly mm-hmm. from what it was last year what it is this year. They have improved leaps and bounds and enjoyed a cold one watching some college hoops. Nothing better than that. Absolutely. Well, the the carnage in college hoops this weekend, Trent, shouldn't be lost on anybody. I mean, Baylor goes down. Florida State goes down to Clemson of all schools. Maryland, Michigan State. Okay, I kind of could see that coming, although I took Maryland to win the basketball game, full disclosure. Uh, And uh, they were in it briefly. 
they came back a little bit, but uh, too much Cassius Winston. He was unbelievable. Here's the 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 uh, one that just blew me away. <laughs> We've gone from Creighton's McDermott's got a good team here. Mm-hmm. So the next week or a couple of days, you know, McDermott's got teams going to play in the second weekend. Oh, we'll week just get beat by 20. Right. Well, I think there was one more step. Trent, I won't fall off my chair if this, if this Creighton team makes it to the Elite Eight or even beyond. And then they get beat by 20 with so much to play for, including a conference championship potentially. And St. John's, of all schools, throttles them. I think I saw this was the first time. Now, they, they play at MSG a lot, but not all the time. They play in their home gym. Mm-hmm. What is it? I think it's named after Lou Carnesecca, isn't it? I'm not sure. It's small. It's intimate. It's in the Bronx. Uh-huh. The first time they beat a top 10 team since 1975 there. That's ridiculous. I would never would have thought that. No. Because they've had some schools. I, I mean, they've had some again, teams, rather. They play two-thirds, maybe three-quarters when they're really good at their games uh-huh. at MSG, but... And I'm sure the bigger ones are always at MSG, so that's a probably part of it. so. So that yeah, that's probably that yeah. December 1975, when seventh ranked Tennessee mm-hmm. came to town, and Bernard King mm-hmm. with the Vols going into that one. One of my favorite players of the mid 80s, Bernard King, and his scoring ability, yeah, he but was so athletic. 20, 20 point victory there for Creighton. Let's get in. Still team as much as they're good offensively. Things start to go a little bit sideways. They're not shooting it well, and. They're still not a great defensive team. Those are the scary teams. BYU. We were singing their praises after the Gonzaga game a couple mm-hmm. of weekends ago. But these games happen. The shots aren't falling in. You can't rely on your defense. No, and Trent, here's the, it's just, I think, personifies how crazy uh, this tournament is going to be. It's just, just going to be bonkers. So let's, who do you? I mean, who do you? Kansas. So it's Kansas. Yeah, that's it. You have to buy stock in one team. I think you're right. It's Kansas, and that's it. Kentucky. I'm I'm getting more and more impressed by them. They're getting, but here's um, Michigan State. <laughs> Izzo's back. Well, God, let's let's sing it from the rooftops. Told you, just wait. I know. Did you I, see I, what we flipped the calendar to? I know it's March. It, it just didn't seem like this was going to happen, right? And mm-hmm. I I didn't like this team. I did not like this team a couple of weeks ago. But man, they sure looked good as of late. They never gave Maryland a chance. No, never gave them a chance. Cassius Winston. As good as you're going to find, run yep. on the team. Yep. Xavier Tillman, he is very reliant. He needs help. He can't just... He does. Offensively, I'm speaking. Defensively, he can do it alone, as we saw against Garza last Tuesday. Hmm. But on the offensive end, he's not a guy that's going to create on his own. But you give him room, you give him a good pass, he can f- certainly fill it up there. To me, the difference... Well, two guys. Rocket Watts. He and comes Henry. In. Henry's the one. Yeah. When he's And Watts, Watts, you're right. Those two. But Rocket Watts is going to come in. He's going to shoot. Uh-huh. He's not shy. No. <laughs> and if you but he's gonna have those two of nine clunkers. Well, then you lose in the sweet sixteen. He catches up, he's hitting shots from the outside. This team is really good. And another guy, Malik Hall. Trent, he was on When he shows up, which is rare, right. But when he does. Well he wasn't him and Pemsel were getting into it. Wasn't yeah. that the uh yeah. uh doctor like said they're, yeah, they're not getting along <laughs> right. or something that's what he said, but sheesh. Um Hall was incredible on, on Saturday night. He was the difference maker. In a, eh, I shouldn't say that. Winston was. Yes. Winston is every time this team takes the floor, seemingly. A uh, fun weekend of college basketball. I didn't watch too much else. I really didn't. I'm trying no to XFL? No, I didn't watch a single play. I uh, didn't watch any golf. No golf. I, I was the same way. I didn't. Was golf on NBC? Yes, it was. It was yeah. on NBC. I watched some hockey. Okay. Uh, watched the Wild last night. 
They uh, they got beat by the Capitals. Watch that. Watch well after this was after Wisconsin Minnesota. Boy, this Gophers team. If you're a Gophers fan, look you have you'll you'll always have last fall right, uh, and that was a fun ride for uh-huh. the Gophers until you know they, they went as far as they they could. They overachieved, I think. But then this basketball season, Trent, it's one game after another where they just how can they lose this game? And they find a way. And so, they find a way. If you are running the athletic department in Minnesota, last year really good Gopher team. Got to the tournament, of course, lost to Michigan State here in Des Moines in the second round. But you lose Amir Coffey, Jordan Murphy off that team. Mm-hmm. They had no expectations this year. They have, they're have they a better team, I think, than anybody expected. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be an NCAA tournament team. No. But one winning record But in I wouldn't seven be years. shocked if they get to Friday in Indianapolis oh, yeah. either. Yeah, they're, the talent is mm-hmm. there in Turu. Carr's unbelievable. The Turo's the guy, as you mentioned. Um, Williams is a good player. Gabe Kalsher can yeah. hit shots, and if he is, then the tournament. Well, it's Oturo. I mean, it, it, this is Oturo's team. And even the other kid, what's his name? Inum? Einan? Einan. Einan. Freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the heir apparent, I guess. To, well, he's not as big as Oturo is, though. He's not as tall as Oturo. He's lankier. There you go. Not as thick, but he mm-hmm. can shoot it from the outside. Mm-hmm. Really shoot it well. But if you're running the AD, you're the athletic department, are you firing Richard Patino? One winning record in seven years, two tournaments in seven years. What's out there? Mm. What? What? I mean, unless John Beeline's beating down the door to go to Minnesota. Well, and a lot of folks had him ticketed for Texas. Yeah, Texas right. job's not opening. It's not opening. I don't. If I don't might, see Beeline going to Minnesota either. You don't? Why not? I, I don't know. It just Big Ten doesn't seem like doesn't seem like the right fit. Could be wrong. He's in West Virginia forever. He's been everywhere. Mm-hmm. Canisius. I don't. Do you fire Patino? To your original question. Trent, this team has had so many just gut punches late mm-hmm. in basketball games. Is is he is Patino the difference? You run it back. Arturo, is he gone? Yes. He'll yes. be he'll be drafted. Yes. Sadly, because I love the kid watching the kid play. Mm-hmm. But yes, I I think he has to. I think he has to. Don't know what they have in the well, don't know about recruiting and, and that's another piece of it too. Probably something that at least deserves a deeper look here. Mm. I'm with you because initially Two tournaments in seven years, one winning record in the Big Ten in seven years. This team is way better than their record. They are. I know, I know that's cliche, but they're way better than mm-hmm. their record. I, I, I've made fun of Little Ricky plenty of times in the past. Mm-hmm. If I'm there, I'm keeping him around for another year. I would, I'm giving I him be, another shot. I wouldn't be surprised unless Beeline is, is, you right. know, may, has made it known through back channels. That changes it. It does change it. All right, we're going to change it. We're going to take a break. We're going to get into Iowa State. Uh, as they get set to take on West Virginia, we'll look back at the uh, Oklahoma State game. Uh, again, we've got tickets to give away in about 20 minutes. If you want to go to this game tomorrow night, we've got a four-pack. So if you've got a couple of kids, or you, we're going to make it. We're going to give them all to one of our listeners will do that in about 20 minutes, but you're going to have to get down here and get them, 2141 grand, and please use them uh, if you want to win them. That's coming up in about 20 minutes. Alex Halstead is next. Uh, 11 o'clock hour, we're going to go around college basketball with Bobby Regan from BarstoolSports.com and then Scott Dockerman of The Athletic. We've got play-by-play high school basketball, the first of uh, multiple games this weekend. It's Southeast Pocus Johnson. That's on your dial, or on your radio, rather. They're 1145. Miller and Condon till, till 1145 on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And now, 106 limitations apply. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM.
Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. By the way, if I have to watch Chris Williams put another bag of pee on his nuts one more time this weekend. <laughs> Didn't do it for you, Holy huh? mackerel, Trent. I don't know how much money they spent on this ad buy. He was, and the, 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 I don't know if it's the worst part about it, but one of the aspects of it's like a 15-second commercial that repeats in the same block. Aha, you get the front and the back end of it. It's unbelievable. Well, good for Chris. Hope he cashed yes. in on that. Uh, let's get to, speaking of Iowa State, Alex Halstead. He joins the program. Alex, Alex is not ready to worry about things like that. <laughs> no, indeed. I don't know how we segue to the <laughs> it's to, difficult. It is. Hey, Alex, Trent and Ken, how are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, I guess the best segue would be that uh, Iowa State fans might not be sitting at home for the tournament this year. The good point. Yeah, they they could be busy. Which, uh, well, I, I you saw him as much as I did. I'm assuming you watched a lot of hoops this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. There's uh, you know when they're on the road in the weekend, it's, it provides a little bit better opportunity uh, and a little bit of chaos in the Big Twelve. Oh. Favor going down, and that Kansas K State game was a little bit closer, so. A little more entertaining than I kind of figured this weekend would be. No doubt about it. Texas is the eye-opener to me. I mean, Shaka Smart, I think, is saving his job. Uh, what he's doing is they pounded Texas Tech. Texas Tech Baylor tonight, which should be interesting. We'll see if the uh, if Texas Tech can get up off the mat. Oklahoma beating West Virginia. Uh, of course, West Virginia gets here for tomorrow night's contest. But let's, uh, let's go to uh, Stillwater this past weekend in Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Alex, it was tough to watch, I thought. It really was. It was just... Um, you know, even if you watch two teams that are struggling, there's a few moments in the game that make you glad that you were paying attention to it. This really lacked this game, I thought. Yeah, I think probably a disappointing effort considering the fact that, you know, Iowa State going on the road and, and playing a, an Oklahoma State team that has improved, but one that they beat earlier this year and they're still uh, going into the weekend where it came up on them uh, in eighth place uh, with Oklahoma State in ninth place. And I think. Not the fact that they lost necessarily. You know, they they were a seven and a half point underdog, which I kind of thought was a little bit high. Even though I think with this team, it's it's hard to ever really think that at this point. But you know, I think after hanging around for a little bit, things just kind of got away from that in that second half. I think that's probably the most disappointing part. Is I don't know if you would question effort or things like that, but that's kind of the point they've got to is where they're talking about toughness consistently and things like that. And I think at this point in the season, it's just obviously not something that's going to click. And I think after they they beat TCU, even though TCU fought back and and all that, I think fans maybe expect a little bit more of a run here this this last week and a half, beginning with Oklahoma State and then tomorrow night with West Virginia, a team that you just mentioned struggling right now. I think they've lost six of their last seven. They're one and seven on the road. So that theoretically would be a game at Hilton Coliseum that you would maybe hope to actually get. And then you go to Kansas State, who's kind of been historically bad, and people thought maybe this could be a run. And uh, it doesn't look quite so easy this week because uh, that game against Oklahoma State probably didn't instill much confidence that they can run the table this week. So, Alex, as you look at this team, we talk about some of the offensive woes that have cropped up, the loss of Halliburton and what that's meant. But this team, really throughout this season, they've been bad on the defensive end. Is is there something schematically you think that you can point to? Is it something deeper than that? You just don't have a group of good defenders? You feel like a couple of big guys in there. They should be better on that end of the floor. What have you come up with? you got a theory why this team has struggled so much defensively? Yeah, there's a lot of different things you can point to. I mean, players after games for about a month when they were losing, you know, probably beginning with the Iowa game, but then there were some other pullouts that led into January, and they would kind of talk every time after the games about toughness and that sort of thing. But I think that was just kind of a word you throw around when you don't know the problem because it doesn't really mean anything. I mean, you, you can be tougher, I guess, but it doesn't really – it felt like more than anything maybe tough-minded because they would go on these little spurts where the team would – 
you know, maybe go on a little run, and then all of a sudden, you know, they would go down from, you know, 5 to 15, and, and they could never bounce back or kind of fight off that run. But I think the, the thing for them is probably not schematically as much. You know, Prohm has talked about how, you know, they're doing these tests and they'll they'll get stuff in the film room, but it doesn't translate to the game. And so I don't think you can use the excuse of being young but because, you know, you've got to be able to pick up these concepts. But players, for some reason, it sounds like are not really translating the scouting report to the games. You know, Prohm said, mm-hmm. I think a week or so ago, that, you know, they have a scouting report about switching ball screens and then the second possession of the game, they were icing ball screens. And so they were doing kind of exactly opposite of what the scouting report was. And so I don't know what that what it's going to take to get to that point. You know, Prohm's kind of already hinted that it's going to be more of an off-season thing. And I don't know if that, you know, has something to do with workouts or has something to do with just trying to get guys fundamentally more sound into the concepts that they're trying to run. But that's really the big question going into the off-season and going into next season is can they find guys that can – yeah, at least improve defensively. You know, the fact that Iowa State's in the hundreds and I think DCU's the second worst defensive team or something like that and and um they're in like the sixties last I saw. So, you know, there's quite a wide gap between Iowa State and even the ninth best uh defensive team in the Big Twelve right now. Speaking of off season, Alex, is there an uh a summer trip, didn't they? They just went on one this past year, right? So I don't think they can go consecutive years, am I right? Yeah, that's right. You can only go I think it's every four years. Four years? years? They went last year. And they won't, yeah, they won't be able to go for a while. But you know, there's the rules have loosened a little bit where you can do like a couple hours a week with coaches. So they have those sorts of things. I think they're probably as of now planning to do Cap City League, although that doesn't help as much as you know those off-season workouts are going to help them. What else do you anticipate coming up this spring in terms of recruiting? We've we talked a little bit here these last few weeks with you since you do so much recruiting at 24/7 on the basketball front. But in terms of scholarships, availability there that'll change. There's always fluctuation. Guys will leave things like that, but what kind of market do you think they're going to be in? And is there maybe a position group they'll be targeting with the grad transfer, even a sit-out transfer? Yeah, that's something that's actually been somewhat quiet right now. I think maybe after the Big Twelve tournament, we'll start to hear a little bit more buzz. You know, between the Big Twelve tournament and probably mid-April is when you typically see some of those transfers um, visit Iowa State and and then commit. Um, you know, I think for sure there's probably going to be a couple spots. You know, you look at right now the four guys they have coming in as freshmen, those fit their scholarships perfectly with losing the two freshmen before the season opened up two, and then you graduate Prentice Nixon and Michael Jacobson. So the four they bring in perfectly fill the four that they're going to have available, but you've got to expect some attrition, and that obviously begins with the possibility and, and the likelihood that Tyrese Halliburton will leave for the NBA. So that's at least one spot, and that's not even counting any other attrition that could open up another spot or two. So they're going to have some room to work. And uh, I think the first thing is probably going to be some kind of ball-handling guard. You know, you look at next year's team and Roger Bolton's mm-hmm. guy that in recent weeks they've really handed over the reins of this team in terms of point guard. I think he can do some of it. Trey Jackson can do some of it. But I think you probably want to go out and find another guard, um, you know, especially maybe a, a, a ball-handling or a true point guard. And so that would be interesting to see. Um, another score, obviously, is something that this team is going to need just when you look at what you lose with Tyrese Halliburton. You know, you'd hope that guys like Trey Jackson will step up. We've seen him step up a little bit recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think those are two things. I think forward-wise, you know, you're going to have Solomon Young, who's really coming to his own. I think Mike or George Conant's going to be going into a junior year. You hope he's improved. Um, and then you're going to bring in Xavier Foster that you can kind of ease in. So I think they're going to feel okay forward-wise, uh, but it's really going to be at that guard position. And, you know, depending on the spot, you know, they could always take a sit-out transfer because that's one thing they're going to add next year is Javon Johnson, um, who Prome has kind of described as a point forward 
at least that's the role he's playing in practice. Yeah, I'd love to see somebody that can count on to shoot threes, too. Iowa State has always had that, seemingly, until this year. Uh, so we'll see. So Michael Jacobson, of course, Nixon, their final game tomorrow night. They'll be recognized uh, in front of the uh, home faithful tomorrow night as Senior Day comes to them. Michael Jacobson last year with that supporting uh, cast around him, the, the, that group of guys uh, that he was part of that went to Kansas City and won a Big 12 tournament yet again. Uh, he graduates tomorrow. I thought his February has been his best month of his senior season. The 21 points, I think it was 21 against Texas. Maybe that might end up being their best win of the year. I know Seton Hall's clearly in the conversation, but when you think of Michael Jacobson's career, do you see February being his best month of his senior season, and how will you remember his tenure, uh, his two-year of playing, one year of sitting out uh, in Ames? Yeah, I do think this has been the best stretch for him. Um, and I think a couple of weeks ago, I want to say it was Bruce Weber after they played him. He thought that was the best game he had seen him play. You know, and I don't know how much Bruce Weber had been watching them, but obviously he had you know seen film over the last two years in preparing for Iowa State. He, I want to say, said that that was that performance in that game was you know Jacobson's best. And so I think you start to see him really play well um, right now. I think you know he'll he'll obviously have the NCAA tournament and the Big Twelve postseason title last year. I think the main thing for him is. He's always kind of been the guy that's, uh, you know, leader is probably the right word, but I think also kind of the enforcer a little bit. You saw, obviously, he get into a little tussle, I think, with David Horton Tucker last year against West Virginia. I think he's always been the guy in the locker room that's not afraid to say things how they are. You know, he doesn't really sugarcoat things, and I think that's probably been one of his better attributes. Especially for a team like this, you kind of got to say it how it is, and I think he's, he's not necessarily gone completely there with us, but he's been pretty honest with us, and I think in the locker room he's even more honest about this is what it takes to – to be successful and so I think um, that's something that he probably at least leaves behind a little bit is is um, that enforcer type in, in the locker room. You think this is going to be the final game in Hilton? He won't be uh, honored I wouldn't say but Terrence Lewis do you think he's going to be looking to play his final season somewhere else? Another guy we've talked a lot about. He can shoot it. There's some other deficiencies in his game but probably his last game in Hilton too? Yeah, the two guys that I would you know point to, and I, I don't love speculating on transfers, but you know, Griffin Aaron and Lewis, Lewis and, and Zion Griffin, yeah. you know, are two guys that have at least you know missed games because of coaches' decisions, and I think whenever that happens, at least it opens up the possibility. You know, Terrence has had these stretches, but where he played well this season, but then obviously you see him go a week where he doesn't really play much, and I think the inconsistency might lead to him uh, looking at least at opportunities. You know, but but you know, I think we talked about was last year going to be that case, and he came back. And so it'll be interesting to see what he decides to do if he thinks there's a role. I think Griffin's a guy that you know has a unique fit on this team, especially when we talked before the forwards next year are really uh, George Condit, Solomon Young, Xavier Foster. Griffin can kind of be that smaller you know four and, and provide him a, another forward or another kind of combo guy that can that can you know, do a few different things. Uh, but his minutes have been inconsistent, so it'll be interesting to see kind of what, what decision he ultimately makes. You know, those are the two guys I think most fans would, would think about just because, you know, they've missed games or had different situations this year. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what they decide in late March or, or into April. Hmm. Alex Hall says, Cycle Alert, uh, Campbell's 21 class is now up to four. Didn't I see you tweet that out? They entered February with zip. But now uh, four as we begin the month of March, four commits or four uh, verbals anyways for 2021. Yeah, that's right. You know, they, they, you know, towards the end of July or January, there were the only school in the Big 12 without a 21 uh, commitment. You know, some fans were starting to ask, you know, why is it taking so long? Now, a couple of years ago, it was late February when Will McDonald became the first commit. So I kind of cautioned them to just, you got to be patient a little bit because, you know, these things, sometimes you see guys commit really early in the process. Uh, the last couple of classes they've had, I think a guy in December 
Um, this year it took until February 1st, but you know once they got going on February 1st, they rolled in and, and had four commitments. Uh, obviously, two in-state offensive linemen, uh, Canadian receiver, and then uh, over the weekend, kind of the big piece is Charles Wright, uh, the quarterback from Texas. And that's big for a few reasons. One, you're going to take a quarterback in every class, you get them locked in. But two, I think sometimes the quarterback can become the leader in terms of recruiting a class. You kind of build around a quarterback, and uh, that's something they'll be able to do offensively here in the, in the next couple of months. They've got some big um, receiver targets that they really want. They've got a couple of running backs they want, and you figure sometimes the quarterback, in this case Charles Wright, uh, can start to talk to those guys about how they can fit together for the next five years. Good stuff. Talk to you next week. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Alex Halstead, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. All right, the first caller right now, if you want four tickets to see West Virginia, Iowa State, and we have the caller. Boom. Boom. Just like that. Four-pack for you. Hang in there. We will get, and he just hung up. Maybe he's calling for something else. Maybe he was. First caller is going to win four tickets to see Iowa State, West Virginia tomorrow. You have to be able to come to 2141 Grand. More nights and 8 o'clock tip. By close of business tomorrow, I yes, guess, yeah, right, which right. is 5 o'clock. Uh, but if you want to win a four-pack, and we've got uh, all four lines going, um, so the first one in is going to get them. We'll come back, finish up the hour. Miller and Condon till 11.45. High school girls basketball coming up. Southeast Polk and Johnson, that's 11.45. Trent, you'll have to skedaddle over there. Uh, we'll uh, continue on here after this on 1460 KXNO. It's across the state. Hi, Millery Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460KXNO. Final few minutes here of the first hour of the program. Uh, Bobby Regan, I get that right? You did, yes. Uh, from Barstool Sports, he will join us at 11 o'clock. He covers college basketball from a national perspective, also uh, very in tune with the NBA draft, so we will pick his brain on that. And uh, then, of course, Scott Dockerman, he was... Uh, in Indianapolis this past week at the Combine. I don't know how close you followed the Combine over the weekend. Um, I watched the locals do their thing for the most part. I watched uh, Ruggs run, which which was spectacular. But my question to you, Bears fan, is I'm sure you've seen the Andy Dalton speculation that is really starting to ratchet up a little bit, although I don't think the Bears are the only one uh, in the conversation. Look, Joe Burrow's going to be the first overall pick. It seems like Andy Dalton's days in Cincinnati are coming to an end. He has been rumored to be uh, trade bait, and the Bears maybe. You can't believe anything you hear at this time of year. But right. I, the Bears are clearly shopping for a quarterback, I think. I don't know if it's to replace Trubisky or push Trubisky, but would Andy Dalton move your needle? No, not at all. You didn't even it, think about it. No, no, because I've heard this speculation. That's not something to get me excited. Best case scenario, what's Andy Dalton at this point in his career? Eh, middle of the pack. Is even that? I mean, I, I was Josh thinking, McCown. Yeah, there you go. Uh, who was the uh, long neck guy that they had a couple of years ago? Sean Glennon oh, or Mike Glennon? Mike Glennon from Washington, St- Oregon State. Oregon State, yeah. yeah. He stunk. Mm-hmm. Where's that's, Mike Glennon? Mike Glennon's with the Raiders, I think. I think he was on Hard Knocks. He was on Hard Knocks. He? That's a great call, yes. Good good remembering mm-hmm. the Hard Knocks back in oh, last I love August. Hard Knocks. Can't wait till it debuts. We don't have that team yet, do no, we? No, we do not. Where do they go? Denver. Are they on the list? They're on the list. Yeah, they didn't uh, didn't make the playoffs. They didn't replace their coach, so they've got a uh, 
They got a chance to be one of the schools. And our schools, one of the teams. All right, we will come back. Busy 11 o'clock hour, abbreviated, uh, as we will get you down to Wells Fargo Arena. Southeast Polk, Johnson, girls basketball, playoffs. State, 11.45. Trent will be there. Are you working by yourself today? Uh, no, Joe Segrist, the Valley coach, as nice. the Tigers didn't make it this year, got knocked off early. He'll be my color man coming up at 11.45. 11 o'clock hour next, Miller and Condon, 14.